All right, welcome everybody. This is Stephen Michael Miller here with my good friend and cohort Christopher Crone, and uh, so glad to have everybody here on the call this morning. This is our 10 a.m. Monday morning tribe call. What a what better way to start your week off than with uh, addressing breakthrough and and overcoming limiting beliefs? And this week. Uh, maybe even more than most because this is our Limitless Main Event Week. Um, we're so excited. We're already getting things prepared. Uh, we always start early. We start Monday getting things prepared. We usually load the truck on, on Tuesday and uh, – excuse me, on Monday today. Then we bring it over to the, to the location on Tuesday, get things all set up and ready to go. And I'm just so excited because Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday are going to be power, power-packed. And uh, we're going to get into – a little bit later on the call today, we're bringing on actually Wileen Benson to talk about uh, to talk about inviting and bringing people there and and really going out uh, and getting people involved here with Limitless and how to do it in a in a truly truly powerful way. But today uh, we're going to continue on in our series of manifestation, and today actually we're going to be talking about the law of gestation. And before we move on and, and really jump into kind of the bulk of the content for this morning, Chris, are there any other announcements that I'm missing? No, Stephen, you got it. I mean, it is uh, the, the main event this week. We've got registrations pouring in. Over 500 people registered for the event this week. Uh, Wednesday morning, we've got Big Buddha with Fox 14 coming over. They're going to cover the, uh, they're going to cover everything from between 5.30 a.m. and 9 a.m., so, you know, this is just a, it's, it's an exciting time of year. Lots of incredible things are happening. We've got the brand new Limitless booking coming out in, uh, in the spring here, which documents the whole science of belief breakthrough, how to do it, thousands of, of new beliefs and teaching people uh, all about it. So, you know, it's just an exciting time. And I love January. Um, events in January for me are hands down the best events of the year because people's hearts and mind are truly ready to consider new options and possibilities. Awesome. Yeah, we're so excited for it. And, and I will tell you, the only place where I can see that events get better and better and better is here at Limitless. Although <laughs> January is a massive kickoff, and I will say that this event is going to be tremendous because we're un unveiling things here at this event that we have never done before. And I, I'm so I'm just I'm just super excited. There's there's this massive energy, this hum that's been going on around amongst the leaders here at Limitless and the different things that we're bringing to the table, as well as some programs. I know that there's been a lot of social media buzz as to some of the things that we're going to be offering at this Limitless. I mean, it's truly, it, it, it is the beginning of the year. People are in the mode of what can I do to transform my life. And uh, we, are, we are bringing it. January's Limitless coming up here this week is going to be tremendous. If you know anybody who's looking to transform their lives, that's looking for improvements in their personal power, their relationships, their finances, or anywhere in their lives, for that matter, um, invite them. Get them to come on uh, and spend some time with us. So yeah, with that, Stephen, well, oh, go ahead. I just want to throw in a couple more things. Um, I think for me, what I'm most looking forward to at Limitless We've really altered that dynamic. This will be our first Limitless event. We've been testing for the last couple of months, and this will be the first Limitless that we bring a whole bunch of breakouts to the stage. So we're going to transform the room on two occasions, on day two and day three, where everyone gets to customize their Limitless experience, and they get to really ask themselves, what's the breakthrough I need? Um, everyone in the morning of day two will be receiving a handout with an explanation of 10 different breakout choices 
and a map of how the room will be set up. And then when it comes time, they can really choose into where they feel they need to get the biggest transformation in their life. Um, last week also when I was on the inner circle call, I mean the, the, the tribe call here, I did have some individuals say, hey, Chris, you posted that first video. It was ambiguous, something about a real estate $10,000 program giveaway. And um, last week I did release a second video. Um, so far we've had over 5,000 views of that on Facebook. It certainly has been shared a lot. And then a couple of days ago, right on my personal Facebook page, go and grab that public post that I shared beyond real estate, why someone really should come to Limitless. And it all comes down to you taking your life to a whole new level. And you know, Stephen, uh, this morning I was sitting in the sauna with one of our tribe members after a good workout and after a great run. And as we were sitting and talking back and forth, one of the things he asked me, he said, Chris, if I want to become a mentor, what's my first step? And my advice was this. Most of the people that I hang out with are really good at choosing into change. But normally we need a program or we need to hang out with groups of people to make that happen. I shared with them, I said, choose to be the kind of individual that chooses to change before you are compelled, which means that it is a daily journey. This is why I do my belief breakthrough work every single day asking, what is the limiting belief holding me back? What is the new belief? And that's a part of our journey we can all control. And there are very few things in life we're ever going to master, so you've got to pick carefully. But if you pick nothing, then you really aren't going to master anything. For me, belief breakthrough is absolutely worth mastering, which is why at Limitless, we've changed the VIP around, and we're going to teach everyone on the main stage about the Belief Breakthrough script. Everyone will be handed a copy, and we're going to teach everybody how to increase their awareness and consciousness of their issues and problems. Hands down, this will be the most value we've ever transmitted in any of our three-day events, and I think that it is just going to help us unlock the next level, and so I'm thrilled about it, Stephen. Well, fantastic. Well, let's go ahead and jump in here. Because we're talking about manifestation, we're talking about our, our goals here, beginning of the year, we're still, we're right here in the smack dab in the middle of January, and, you know, I'm sure there, there are a lot of people that uh, at the very beginning of the year said, I want to do X, I want to lose weight, I want to improve my relationships, I want to... Um, I want to increase my financial, you know, position, whatever it is. They made a goal, and here we are two weeks later, and maybe the question has arised for somebody here on the call, why have I not reached my goal yet? <laughs> you know, uh, or I'm so frustrated, I'm, I'm, I've gone to the gym for two weeks already, and I still haven't lost the, the 10 pounds that I'm trying to lose. And I think this is a lot about what the law of gestation is all about. So, Chris, I'd love to hear from you maybe first off, what is the law of gestation? And, and how does understanding this law help us in, in goal setting and achieving? Yeah, thanks, Stephen. So there is this natural gestational period for all acts of creation. And often the bigger the goal, the longer the gestational period. So it's similar to seeds in a garden. They take time to grow before we actually get to see the fruit of what they are and what they're going to bear. And the reality is, is that they take time. And if we don't give them the time they need, then we'll actually never get to see the fruit. They take time to mature, and they need to be cared for over time. And I'll share with you right now the law of gestation killer, because there's a killer for every single law, and it is that people judge 
too soon and do not give their creations enough time. If I had to say what the number two problem in life was with their goals, it's that um, if we're not giving up too early, then the other one is that we're working on them with far too little commitment to ever expect any great change. The law of gestation really does help us, Stephen, understand manifesting because I love calling into creation what doesn't exist. It's so amazing. Um, I was at the breakfast table with my children a couple of mornings ago, and I was trying to teach them this principle that everything comes from God. And Kaiser, he's very literal. He's very oracle. He has a hard time understanding it. And I said, honey, look at the fridge. What's on it? He says, that's wood. I said, yeah. Where did the wood come from? I didn't make it. And, he, and, and we could agree that it came from trees. And then a tree that was probably planted 20, 50, 100 years ago somehow winds up in my home. In fact, not just one tree. There's probably a small forest that came together to help produce this home. There's ores and metals that came from the ground. Well, we are on this planet with all these unorganized resources, and what are we trying to do? As conscious creators, we're mimicking the creator. We're stepping in and saying, how can I gain access and control over the resources around me to bring about a greater good? And gestation is a part of that, because if I wanted to manifest wood, from a seedling without allowing a decade for the tree to go, grow, then there's no way I could have the wood. So if we can't work inside the realms of gestation, then we will likely kill off our dreams and not give them the chance they really need to succeed. You know, I love that, Chris. And I think that uh, it's really important to um, separate the two different parts of gestation. So first of all, there's gestation for a dream or a goal that you want to accomplish. And like you said, if you wanted to carve a beautiful you know, sculpture out of wood, well, you have to wait for that wood to be created first. So there's a, a period of time that you have to wait for the creation itself. But there's a second part of the gestation I think that's just as equally important for us to understand, which is ourselves. Um, we have to become equal to the tasks that we're also trying to create. And, for example, again, just going back to the sculpture here, you may have the wood, and it may have been in process for the last 50 years to bring you this perfect piece of wood that you're now going to carve. But if you haven't taken the time to properly, properly gestate as an artist or as a sculptor, um, learning how to manipulate the tools, learning how to, how to pound them just right in the right angle to take off just the right amount of wood in the right location. If you haven't done those things, then come time to actually carve this, this sculpture, it's going to take you even more time. In other words, that law of gestation still has to go into play for you as the creator of, of the specific, uh, of, this, of the sculpture. Yep, it's absolutely true. And so what I want to do is I just want to share some content, and then we're going to look at um, going through an exercise with everyone on the call this morning. And what I want to invite you to do specifically about goals is write down four things. And the first thing that I want you to write down is what happens if I, and this is what I want you to write down, I get my goal and I learn lessons. If you get your goal, and you got to learn some things that helped you get the goal, what would you call that? Like if you had to, if you had to classify that as something, as anything, what would you call it? What would you call it, Stephen? If, if I get my goal and learn lessons? Yep. 
I mean, that, that, that to me is a huge success. Yeah, I'm sitting here next to Wileen, and she's, she's muttering a few things. <laughs> she's like, that's a success. I was like, yeah, that's, that's absolutely what it is. Yeah, it's success. So here's the second thing. I, want. I, I think everyone on the line can agree with this. If we could have you just hit the thumbs up button. Ah, very good. Um, button doesn't really exist. I was just checking in. All right, so number one, you get your goal. You learn lessons. It's success. Here's the second of four scenarios. You get your goal but you actually don't learn anything new. Maybe you learned everything that was required to be able to sustain this thing that you now know how to achieve. If you got what you wanted to create and you consciously set it in motion, even if you didn't learn anything new, Stephen, what would you call that? If we, so we get our goal, but we don't learn anything new. Yes. Well, I mean, I would, I would still call it a success, um, because we reached our goal, um, although there's still kind of something hanging out in the, in, in the air there. Well, you know, for me, Stephen, I'm actually just going to call it a big success. And the first scenario, you called it a big success. This one, you're like, well, it's still a success as if there's like, I'm not exactly sure. And, and this is what I want to share with everyone. Friends, you got the goal. Whether you learned the lessons in the past to learn how to do it, and maybe it didn't require any new learning, you knew how to produce the result, and that is success. Here's another scenario. Let's say that you have a goal and you don't get it, but you learned why you didn't. You learned valuable lessons. In fact, if you had to do it all over again, Without learning this lesson, there's no way you were really ever going to get the goal anyway. So you take your running head start. You didn't get the desired outcome, Stephen, but you did, in fact, learn. What would you call that? I'm calling it a success. Yeah, right answer, dude. And it's, <laughs> and it, it's not a small success compared to the others. It's not a medium success. I'm going to submit to you. I want you to put a star on your paper. This success is just as profound as getting the goal. Because if you cannot value the lesson more than the result, then you may never possess what it takes to produce results that are currently beyond your abilities. One more time, you get to learn how to value the lesson more than the result. It's what allows you to leverage this information over and over again and create a predictable outcome. So that's the third. Now here's the fourth and final scenario. It's not a trick question, Stephen, but I'm going to put you on the spot. If you attempt to get something, create a goal, and you create your goal but you don't get it, and you actually don't learn anything from not getting it, what would you call that? You know, that's, um, honestly, I think that's where most people find themselves. Uh, this, this is why this work is so powerful because if you're not achieving your results and you don't, you don't learn the lesson. I mean, that's, I think, where most people will slip into victimhood. Yeah, that is where victimhood shows up. That's where we step into our story. And if we were to pause and evaluate every time in life we are sad, now watch this extrapolation. Every moment you're sad, every moment you're depressed, every moment you're angry, it's nothing more than having wanted a different result, and instead, you didn't learn the lesson. And when the, when, when the lesson doesn't get learned and we become unhappy, what we create then is a pattern. I'll try to produce a result. 
I don't get it, I'm upset, because there is some level of story and victimhood. And you know what? That is nature. That's what, we, that's what we signed up for. That's what we came to this earth for. But I'm telling you that your involvement with Limitless and your involvement with being on this call is to hear this big pattern interrupt that says, stop it. Anytime you get sad, upset, frustrated, angry, it's time to what? It's time to stop it and realize, wait a second here. There's a lesson. And if I can get the lesson, then I can break the pattern and produce a healthy pattern of what I actually want. And friends, if you want to know the fastest way to make lots of money or accelerate your health goals or create an amazing marriage or deepen your relationships or step into your power, those four domains all come from this ability to recognize that when you don't got what you want and you feel bad about it, that the only thing between you and progress is a lesson. And that's what gestation is all about. Have you learned all the lessons? Think for a moment um, before I turn it over to you, Stephen, about every scientific breakthrough that we've had in the last 200 years about understanding how babies are born. It is amazing how um, babies are so much more viable when they have problems because of what doctors now know how to do. They take their knowledge, they turn it into something practical, and through the use of chemical agents and pills and through surgeries, we have the ability to save lives in an unprecedented fashion. And that's because a team of scientists over the decades have sat and studied the development of babies, and they can probably break it down for you and I into nine major steps, and for them, they probably have thousands of sequences and steps of what comes before what, and if this doesn't work, then how can you correct it? And all of a sudden, we have practical science application that can help us do things because lessons have been learned. What well, your life is an experiment, and you and I, we're the infant in the game of mastering manifestation. And as infants, we are going to, when we learn to stand up, do it right underneath the kitchen table. And when a baby is learning to stand and stands up right underneath the chair or kitchen table, what happens? They get this super unexpected bonk on the head. They might cry. They might fall back to their knees. And after they do that a dozen times, maybe for some of us three dozen, what happens? We learn, don't stand up underneath short objects. You'll get an owie on your head. And as basic and rudimentary as that sounds, this is how basic our emotions are. Um, gestation for me is a big part of it is creating emotional intelligence, which means that when I'm sad, instead of believing that I am the sadness, that I get to stop and pause and realize that I'm not the sadness, but sadness is something I'm experiencing. What's the reason and lesson? What's the limiting belief? And all of a sudden, I start unraveling a pattern that belongs with infants and not adults. And I learn and I grow and I go to the next level, and I graduate to a greater understanding of how to move powerfully upon the waters of my life. Wow, that's powerful. Um, there's one thing I want to add to, to this whole concept of gestation before, and, I, and then Wileen also has got some great things to, to share. And when I think about gestation, I think about, you know, we, we've been talking about trees and the growth of trees, and one of the tricks in the law of gestation is staying happy, staying joyful, staying excited, staying within that feeling of success, no matter what stage in the creation it is. And, and that's, that's where we get to this whole thing where we hear, you know, from, from the Bible and other religious texts, you know, we, you hear this, this concept of faith, nothing doubting. Well, in the law of gestation, as you're applying that faith, 
as you're moving forward with faith and nothing doubting, that means no matter what stage of the creation your goal is or, or whatever it is you're trying to create is, you still are you still are um, you're cheering about it and, and you're 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 celebrating about it and, and you have these joyful feelings no matter where it is. I mean, for that sapling, when you when you first plant that seed, it could take weeks before the seed sprouts. And so here you are waiting for weeks before you see anything rise above the surface, anything at all. And when it does, it's just this little tiny green shoot maybe with a little tiny leaf on it, right? That little leaf and that little shoot is not going to provide you with the wood you need to make your sculpture, right? And so you, you, so, but it's this idea that even when you see that, you, you celebrate it. How exciting of, is it? This wood is coming to me. It's, it's on its way. It's growing right now. And then a year later as it grows and, and it actually turns into some wood and it sprouts out and its roots start to grow, you, you celebrate again and again every single year until finally there's that tree that was just taking a certain amount of time to gestate. And our goals, our dreams, our visions, our aspirations, they're all the exact same way. If we want to become a millionaire, then no matter what stage of creation that's in, if you're looking at your bank account and all you can see there is a zero or a negative number, it's still about celebrating where you are right now and celebrating the fact that it's on its way. Celebrate the fact that it's coming to you. That's what really allows the law of gestation to powerfully work for you. Wileen. Yeah, I just love this conversation. This I'm constantly on a journey of just learning more and more about manifestation, and this is such a perfect place to do this here within the Limitless community. Um, a couple things, something Stephen just said, and also, Chris, what you were talking about, emotional intelligence. Um, that last uh, scenario that you mentioned about not getting the goal and not learning the lesson, that is one of the most powerful places where you can be to begin creating. When um, Typically when somebody's in that position where they don't get the goal and they don't learn the lesson, there is a decision that is made about me. It's not about whether the goal can be accomplished or not. It's about I'm not good enough. I didn't do a good enough job or whatever. And that is where limiting beliefs are created is when a decision is made about me that isn't the absolute highest and best truth. And so that would be my caution if someone is in that position where they didn't receive the goal and they didn't learn the lesson to make sure that you let that emotional intelligence kick in and choose a decision about you and choose a new belief that will allow you to not create a pattern of failure, to now create a pattern of that was, a, that was something that happened and now I'm going to try again and I'm going to, you know, and make the choice that you do get to learn that lesson. Um, the other thing that I want to mention is that when the goal is finally accomplished, you know, when that tree finally is able to be felled and, and you can create that sculpture that Stephen was talking about. When the sculpture is done and you're looking at it and you have this masterpiece in front of you and you created it because the materials, you, you, um, you were um, patient and you allowed those materials to develop and you developed your skills while you were waiting for that tree to grow. And when you see that masterpiece standing in front of you, 
then that is the time when you can celebrate. And I can promise you that when you look back over all that time that you waited, you will not remember the time and you will not remember the pain. You will be just reveling in your success and you'll, you won't remember it. You won't remember all of that time and pain. So just you know, having that patience to allow um, the learning to take place, making those choices, not making decisions about yourself that will create a limiting belief, but one that will be empowering, that will allow you to step forward, and then enjoying and celebrating when the masterpiece is completed, and um, just knowing that that pain and that time will be completely gone, that you won't remember it. Well, I love that. Thank you both for sharing that. So I've got an exercise for everyone on the line here. We've got, we got many of us here on our weekly mentoring tribe call, and where you're, wherever you're at, unless driving, I'm going to invite you to close your eyes and take a deep breath. And I'm going to invite you to think, where are you discontent in your life? Is there something you have that you wish would have been solved by now, more money in the bank, or that your relationship would be different than the way it looks right now, or that your body was more cooperative with, your, with how you see yourself inside? Where do you feel discontentment, and where would you just love right now if you could just snap your fingers and ask the genie for the result you've desired to happen? What is that? I'm going to invite you to make a list of one or more things right now that you just wish were different, things that you've actually been working on, but you might feel some frustration, discontentment that it hasn't happened. And I'm going to have Stephen uh, unmute the lines or, or um, open. And I'm going to invite you to press, uh, if you've got something, even just one thing written down, that you feel discontent about, I'm going to invite you to hit, is it star six, Stephen? That's right, star six. Yeah, so go ahead and hit star six. Um, we're just going to have a conversation here about this discontentment and how it caters to the law of gestation in terms of destination thinking versus present thinking. And uh, just give you a second here. I think this is going to be a gift for all of us. And, uh, and especially the person that is bold enough to admit, yeah, there's something in my life I'm discontent about. And I, if I could have had it solved by now, I really wish that I could have. Let's give that a minute. As we're waiting for someone to come on the line, I want to share with you years ago, I was driving in Maui for my very first time. And I had been recommended to go do the road to Hana. It's on the northeastern corner. Uh, you have to dedicate an entire day because it's a 50-mile stretch of road to get to this tiny little town called Hana. And um, my wife and I in, had one of the most enjoyable drives of our life, spending five hours driving from the main road and then on these windy, slow-paced, curving roads to get to Hana around the coastline. And during that day, we got to see rare black sand beaches, red sand beaches. We got to see the seven sacred poles. We got to go um, trek in the wilderness and find, um, you know, hidden waterfalls. It, it frankly was just like the Garden of Eden. It was so beautiful. And I was enjoying this journey so much until I got to Hana. And I felt frustration because 
there was nothing in Hana. And I just, for a moment, lost it and thought, why were so many people recommending I get to this loser place? I'm on vacation. Why on earth would anyone try to get to Hana? And what I failed to realize um, and then got the message is that it was never about the destination, that it really was about the journey. And discontentment is a byproduct of really wanting to skip the journey and skip the lessons and just move exactly into where we want to be without actually valuing how you get there. Stephen, have we had anyone um, who's opted in? Absolutely. Uh, we've got phone number ending in 7848. You should be unmuted now. Go ahead. Hey, Chris, it's Candace. Candace, how are you doing? Not great. Mm. Tell me about it. Um, you know my story. You know that I have a yeah. son that is that's very ill. Yeah. And I just want to skip this journey. I'm so sick of seeing other people's miracles and just working so hard for ours and not seeing it and not seeing it and not yeah. seeing it and just having dead ends and and having answers and working towards those answers, and they just take forever. <laughs> yeah, so let's actually talk about this. So you have a son with some limitations, and right now what you see as the journey and the destination is to find a solution so that your son can have as normal of a life as possible. Yep. Yeah, and for a moment, just kind of weigh in. This is something you've been dealing with for years, and check in on these emotions right now. Um, when we speak about this discontentment, think of this huge argument that you have with reality, so desperately wanting a different outcome than the one that you currently possess. Mm-hmm. And as you uh, tell me a little bit more of what it feels like this way, and how does it show up in your everyday life? How does it disrupt your peace and happiness? So my son is born healthy. And when he was five months old, he started having seizures. And since then, it has just affected his life and our whole family so dramatically. There's so many things we don't do because he'll have a meltdown or he'll, you know, act in ways that we know everyone's going to stare at us and judge us and, or he just can't handle it. And so we, we miss out on a lot. And, you know, I see other families and I get really jealous and really angry and really sad. Yeah. So I invite you just to take a deep breath. (sighs) Candace, what is the number one limiting belief that comes up for you when you think, I just wish my son was better and we could be a normal family? ask you this question is this belief serving you no no when you want your son to be healthy and then you see him that he's not 
think for a moment how disconnected you come from your ability to be connected with him, with you, with your husband, with people around you. Think of how much peace is robbed. Is this idea working for you in the moment to want something different that is actually not happening? I hate it. Yeah. And yet, you are the creator of this belief, and it has been nurtured by you. And on the one hand, I, having a handicapped child, understand what it feels like as a parent to want something different for your child. And it's beautiful to have the intention and to desire the miracle and to move towards one and yet be able to hold paradox, hold space for the reality that at the same time you get to love and accept exactly where your son is at. And this conversation of holding space for the paradox is a skill that every one of us can develop. It's the one that says, I get to accept and love what is in this moment. And then at the exact same time, I can hold space, hope, for a different outcome in the future. And if you can't hold that space of paradox and have to choose the one or the other, right now you've made your choice. Until my son is healthy, I will be unhappy. What if I told you, however that for you to get any type of breakthrough or miracle, that it would first require you to have a belief to return back to the peace right now. What would you do? I'd try it. Okay, let's do it right now. What, what belief is going to serve you so much better rather than... My son has to be healthy right now, or we can't be happy. I just don't know how I can be happy when I, when I watch him have seizures. I think any parent would be concerned, and yet there's still room in holding space for the paradox. There's got to still be room for a different belief. Do you mind if I give you a couple of thoughts to try on? Yeah. I accept my son's health condition. I can't. How can you change what you don't accept, Candace? I'll try. Yeah. We can create fear or we can create in love. And love comes with an acceptance to know that before there can be any transformation or change, you get to love what currently is because it is currently your only option. It is your reality option. And you, we get to operate inside the bounds of this reality if we expect to change it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So just try this on for a minute. My son is healthy. That's too far. <laughs> Let me ask you, does he breathe on his own? Yeah. Does he consume food? Um, yeah. Can he walk? Can he walk? Yeah. Then for heaven's sakes, try this on. My son is healthy.
It just feels like a lie. Well, right now you're focusing on the really small part of his health that to you, you've made it his entire health. And right now where you're out of alignment is that your belief might as well have your son as dead. Yeah, I can see that. And, and yet for just a moment, step into the other reality. He walks, he interacts, he eats, he drinks, he sleeps. Um, I'm sure that we could pull open a book of a thousand other conditions that would just demonstrate how your son has an incredible and exuberant amount of health. Can you find some truth to that? Yeah. Yeah. And what happens actually is you start focusing on that side. What happens to your feelings? It's lighter. Yeah, it's a lot lighter. And guess what? You hold the magnifying glass for your life, and you get to hone in on the 3% that's not working or the 97% that is. One is heavy and, and unbearable, and one is light and peaceful. One creates acceptance filled with love, and the other one, it's filled with darkness and sadness. And I will not create from darkness and sadness. I choose to create in the light. And how you get to do that is by stepping into this beautiful space. I accept my son. I accept his condition. I'm the perfect mother for him, the perfect steward. He's welcome in our family just as he is. I get to love him no matter what. And you've got a beautiful opportunity. God's given you an opportunity to learn unconditional love. That's a part of holding space. If you want new possibilities to come about, then you need to find out how to love and accept what is. You want me to try some of those on? Yeah, okay. Let's just try them. My son is healthy. My son is healthy. I'm so grateful for the health that he has. I'm so grateful for the health that he has. He has a healthy heart and lung. He has a healthy heart and lungs. And he has exuberant energy. Yeah. <laughs> right? I know. He's got exuberant energy. And I'm the perfect mother for him. He has exuberant energy and I'm the perfect mother for him. God knows I, what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. And I love my son, whether he is normal or handicapped. I love my son. He's whole and he is perfect. Yes. If you can stay with these beliefs, Candace, and get to a space of acceptance, which you're fully capable of, then you will see your power magnified to see greater possibilities because you'll know that either way you have the love and you've found a way to be peaceful and happy with your son and with yourself. You can forgive. You can stop blaming. You can let go of the darkness. And you can find, if you can find total peace with what is, then you'll have the power to affect your future in a much more empowering way.
So I want to share this thought with you and with everyone on the call that there, there is a huge danger to being discontent. Um, discontentment is aroused from, from destination thinking. I'll be happy when this money is in my account. I'll be happy when my son has experienced his miracle and has regained his health. I will be happy when. And that kind of thinking is one of the worst catch-22s. And if we can find a way to fall in love with the journey and, and, and look at our life today and say, wow, I really do embrace and accept these circumstances that I find myself in, that I can love and embrace myself for having a son with this with this condition, and I get to love, embrace, and accept him as he is. If you can be joyful today, then you will be empowered to create a different outcome, but whatever you create, you'll also have the power to be happy with. So, Candice, I'm going to invite you to write these ideas down, and I'm going to invite that to be the focus of your morning meditation and breakthrough work. It's all about you getting present and getting out of the future where your son is healthy and to get into the present where for this moment you can make everything perfect for this moment too. Okay. Candace, thank you for hopping on the line this morning and for sharing such beautiful vulnerability. I can tell you that I, uh, I have shed a great number of tears over watching my son's journey. I've shed tears for every lack of advancement in comparison to my other children. I have often fretted over his future and what's going to happen, and I've focused on how he's different than other people. I have turned inward and felt that I must have failed at some spiritual or biological level. Mm-hmm. And in releasing all of those thoughts and feelings, I can tell you that I just love my son. I love who he is. I love how he shows up. And I take joy in every step of progress he makes that I usually take for granted in any of my other children. My son has been a gift of teaching me unconditional love. The lessons that I've learned from being his dad has changed my life. And it's time for you as much as you want to focus on finding a solution for your son, I'm going to invite you to invest your energy into finding peace for you by learning your lessons. Okay. I Thank you for having on this morning. Way to go. Everybody at home, you're all muted, but give Candace a huge round of applause and please send her, send her your love because Candace, we know that you can do it and you and I will follow up on this. All right, Stephen, do you have some final thoughts on the law of gestation? Hey, I mean, I, honestly, I believe it's been beautifully covered. Um, I just want to also add my voice to, to yours and say thank you, Candace, for showing up and, uh, and being willing to hold space for yourself. Um, these experiences that we get to uh, go through with each other are beneficial um, for all of us. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you, a huge thank you for, for being so vulnerable and willing to share. Yeah, Stephen, I, I think for my final thought before, I know you and Wileen have some really important things to cover. and so excited, that, that Wileen, that you're on the call with us this morning. 
I, I just want to share this for everyone. Even though we were having Candace on this line, I want to invite all of you to think about where you do feel discontentment. And to try on for a moment that discontentment is equated with, with the anxiety of wanting something in your future that hasn't presented itself yet. And if we become non-present and spend our energy focusing on what hasn't happened, what may not have happened, or even what we hope will happen, that what we are robbing from us is one of the great gifts that we've been given, which is this present moment. You know how little time it takes to create a meaningful moment. What I love about Limitless is that we get eye to eye and we see the greatness in each other. I had an opportunity to do that with my daughter. I was tucking her in and she wanted to show me a story that she had written and how she organized her room. She's just such a cute little oracle. And as we, as we laid there and I was cuddling her, I looked in her eyes and I told her the greatness that I saw in her. And then she did the same thing. You know, to impact someone's life, we don't need a lot of time. What we need is a consecrated moment. And that is possible when we step out of the destination and we step into the moment of the journey and realize that mentally I don't get to be suffering from my past and I don't have to have anxiety over my future. What I get to have in this moment is a present, powerful me. The thing that you have your discontentment over, I'm going to invite you to turn it around and step into a space of love, gratitude, acceptance. Those three words, write them down. What I love about, this is your homework assignment, what I love about this circumstance is what I accept about this circumstance is, and why I'm grateful for this circumstance is, and notice that if you can find love, acceptance, and gratitude for your current condition, you now have created peace in your life, and now you're clear-minded enough to hurry along the gestational path You've unclogged the toilet. Everything can start moving through the plumbing really well again because you let go of the pain and the anguish either of the past or the future, and you're ready to be in flow again. I'm inviting you to take that time right now, final exercise, close your eyes, deep breath, and just do this with me. Think about the thing, just one of the things on that list that you have discontentment over, and first... What I love about this circumstance is what I love about this circumstance is the reason why I fully accept this circumstance is The reason why I fully accept this circumstance is the reason why I am most grateful for this circumstance is the reason why I am most grateful for this circumstance is and now here comes the gift. Candice, I know you're still on the line. I'm going to invite you to do this last one. All of you, eyes closed and just breathing in. The lesson that I am learning from this is and take a moment and get your lesson. 
from this circumstance is. Even now, I hope you notice how powerful you are. You have something greater than just the spark of the divine in you. You have access to this information. I know that many of you on this call right now, you gained clarity through peace, love, and acceptance, and gratitude. You've gained clarity on the lesson. And guess what? The lesson was worth more than the result. It was worth more than what you were wanting. And by collecting this lesson today, you have empowered yourself to remain powerfully present and to receive your next step on how to powerfully move forward so that your destination becomes inevitable. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Awesome, Chris. Thank you so much. That's the law of gestation. Um, Make sure to be here with us again next week as we talk about the next step here in the nine laws of manifestation. Right now, we're going to go ahead and switch gears just a little bit. Again, I've got Wileen Benson here in the room with me, and Wileen was with me this weekend as well. We had a, a tremendous wealth intensive. It was fantastic. Had a great group of individuals there. And, and really, um, we're here to talk about how we, how we grow with what we're doing here, how we invite people, and how we get the word out. Uh, even right now, we've got our event coming up this week. We've got, it's happening on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We're here on Monday. Wileen, are there still ways where we can invite people powerfully and get them to come and be with us here in January? Yes, absolutely. And I um, have just been really inspired by this call today. And I know every single one of you. I saw a miracle of transformation take place with Candace just now on this call. And I know every single one of us who has been to Limitless at least once knows that that can happen in a moment. And even though the situation, the circumstance is no different than it was five minutes ago, the, the wheels have been set in motion and the change and the transformation in her ability to see what her circumstance is from a different perspective, that is the miracle of transformation. And so what I'm going to invite each one of you to do is to take about two minutes and create a video just on your phone of you sharing about a moment of transformation that you experienced while you were at Limitless or on one of these calls or in an angel session or wherever it happened and record that just a one or two minute video and that is how you're going to spread the message of Limitless between now and Wednesday and have new people that would maybe have not even considered coming before by you being vulnerable and sharing your miracle of transformation within Limitless. And then the next thing that I'm going to invite you to do is if you've been following my videos, you have a list of 60 people that you reached out to and you did a blitz, and you've got 12 people on your hot list that you're working with currently, I'm going to invite you to send that video out to all 60 of the people on your prospect list and to ask them what is missing in your life? What do you need? And just ask that question with the video and see who responds. And those people are the ones who will be ready to hear what you have to offer. And then the next thing that I'm going to invite you to do is to give them a personal guarantee 
because I know how powerful Limitless is. And if you have a testimonial, if you've got this video that you've shared, then you have a testimonial of what Limitless can do for people. And so this personal guarantee is that you would say, if you will come Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday this week, I will personally refund the price of your ticket if you do not find something that will give you a clear path to creating what you want in that area. And I know that those of you who have been following my videos have people to talk to. This is not something that you'll have to figure out. You can just do the one or two minute video and you've got the list. You've got the people that you can share it with. And also, if you've been following the videos, you have been communicating with these people. And so this is not going to be a brand new something that you're going to be sending out. It will be a second or third or fourth touch. And so I encourage you to do that. And if you haven't been following the videos and this is brand new to you, then do it anyway. Make a list of 30 to 60 people and send that video out in a private Facebook message or in a text or on an email and do it individually, not in a group text. And see what kind of response you get. And if you, want, if you don't know what those videos are that I'm talking about, um, they are on the Tribe page and they're also on the Inner Circle page and the Mentor Maker page. And um, if you can't find them there, you can go to YouTube and just search Wileen Benson. And it's just tip number one through seven is what I've posted so far. And I'll have one more tomorrow would be the last one. And um, anyway, this, you sharing your personal testimonial is going to be the most powerful um, opportunity for you to have people change their hearts at this last minute. And there will be people who need what you have to offer, and they'll look at this as an answer to a prayer, and it is an opportunity for you to help people have that miracle of transformation in their lives. Yeah, thank you so much, Wiley, and I agree with you. I can't tell you how many people have come up to me at different Limitless events and said, Stephen, you know, I've, I've been praying for months for some answers for my relationships, or I've been, I've been praying for months for answers on what I can do to regain my personal power. And, and there's so many different examples um, that, uh, of these individuals who were praying, and we came in and provided the answer. And I know our, naturally we want to say, oh, Limitless is this week, and uh, that's not giving anybody enough notice to rearrange your schedule and make something happen. But when you've been praying for answers, when you've been seeking something and searching for it, and you've gone to every other event, but you still haven't quite found what you're looking for, and especially at the beginning of the year like we are right now, when you're open to that possibility and you're ready for a change and you're looking for the change, it, could, it can be 12 hours away, and it still may be the perfect right time for that individual to receive that invitation from you. So I, I love what you're doing here, Wileen, and, and the eight tips that you're putting out there with helping people to invite people to these events. Put your, your, your names list together. Make that, make that short one- to two-minute video like Wileen said, and just share powerfully what your experience was. Don't get into all the, the details of the event or you know, the, the details of the process, but get into the details and the feeling of what it is that you experienced. And when you share that powerfully, 
like Wiling said, there will be people that will reach out to you. There will be people that will comment on it and say, I need more information. I see this happen all the time because there are many of you that already do this very, very well. And they'll reach out to you and say, what, what did you experience? You know, please private message me. Let me know what it is that you're doing. I need, I need some of that. You know, um, it sounds like exactly what's going to fill that void for me. And when they reach out to you, just follow up and, and get them there. Invite them there. And invite them powerfully. Don't excuse it. Don't talk about it being, you know, just around the corner or just this week. Just tell them, look, this, is, this was an amazing event that helped me in this way, and I know it will help you. I'd love to have you there with me. Will you come? And when you invite like that and you invite powerfully, um, that will give them the greatest opportunity to choose in for themselves rather than to choose out and to make a different choice, a better choice for themselves, and honestly, the choice that they've probably been searching for anyway. So with that, thank you so much, Wiley, for being on the call today. Thank you. All right, everybody. Well, that about wraps it up again. Make sure that uh, if you haven't registered yourself or if you've got friends that you know want to get registered, uh, you can still register them, of course. It's not too late. It is Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of this week. It's going to be tremendous. There's so many amazing things happen, and we look forward to seeing all of you there. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. And if we're not going to see you there, that's okay. Have a wonderful week as well, and we hope to, to catch you on the next one. All right, everyone, have a wonderful day. We'll see you. Oh, let's, uh, let's close in our, our traditional limitless fashion. I'm going to go ahead and unmute everybody. And on the count of three, just a huge I am limitless. One, two, three. I am limitless. You are limitless. You are awesome.